Welcome back to the Bold Choice Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Morrell. It is a snowy day once again here in Vancouver, BC, on the traditional territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Soweto'ith. And it is crazy to think that we are in the final few days of 2021 because this year has flown by. I, I still feel like the summer was just a few weeks ago. It, it's crazy to think that we're almost into a brand new year. And I love this part of the year because it's a few days after Christmas and it's a few days before New Year's and we're in that awkward period where nobody really knows what day it is, what the date is or what they're doing. You know, everybody's just kind of relaxing and and taking time off to decompress and to just unwind. And I'm excited to get this episode for you because there's a lot to talk about. There's obviously been a lot happening in the world around us, um, namely one global pandemic. But in terms of sports and pop culture, a lot of things have still been happening, a lot of amazing things, and there's a lot that I want to talk to you about, and especially with this being the final episode of the year, and we're doing a lot of self-reflection and just thinking about the year that was, I have a few year interviews to do, because there's a lot of things that have happened this year from January to now, where it's affected sports, affected pop culture and that's exactly what this podcast is about talking about things that matter talking about things that have an impact on us so with that being said i'm going to start off with a kind of different opening segment because normally in the first two episodes at least i've opened up with the vancouver canucks and what's been happening with them and how they've been playing but in the past week there haven't been any games because they're on a covid19 induced hiatus there's been a plenty of outbreaks around the league the Canucks had a few players placed on COVID protocol not too long ago so the NHL reluctantly decided to take a break postpone any games that were a little bit before the holiday break and they'll move them to a later period likely in February but that isn't confirmed of course so instead of the Canucks I will be talking about football American football that is because there are two types of football it depends where you're born, where you're raised, because Europeans also call what we call soccer, they call it football. But I'll be talking about American football, I'll be talking about the NFL, about college football, and the CFL, and what's been happening in those respective sports, because football is an amazing sport. I don't know how many of you are interested in it, how many of you have played it. It is remarkable, and there's a lot that I want to get to. I won't go too long into explaining what's been happening because I want to keep this episode within an hour. I know the last few episodes have been a little bit lengthy, so I apologize for that. But aside from that, I will be talking as well about pop culture, the year that was in pop culture, in movies, in music, in TV, in a lot of huge aspects of our lives because last year, we didn't really have the chance to watch new movies. We didn't have the chance to go to concerts or to watch tv shows you know a lot of things were kind of put on the back burner because of the pandemic and this year we were given the chance to go back to the movie theaters to catch some amazing movies which i'll get to some concerts started again and fans are excited to return to concerts next year assuming it's safe and i'm just going to offer my two cents on what this year has been like you know what the top movies have been what the top songs have been and what to expect going forward into 2022 and then i will wrap it up with my very famous segment 
the bold choice of the week. But this time, I'll make it the bold choice of the year because I have some advice I want to give going into the new year. I'll talk a little bit about how my year went and what I felt throughout the year. And then that'll be the episode. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Bold Choice Podcast. This is our sports segment of this week's episode. And it's going to be a little bit different compared to the past two episodes because in those episodes, I talked about the Vancouver Canucks. And I alluded to this in the intro. Because of this little pause in their season, they haven't played in about two weeks. And I've talked a lot about the changes they've made, where they are in the standings. I've talked about various players. And I've talked a lot about hypotheticals but I'm waiting for more games to be played so I can talk to you about how those games went uh, what the results were how the players played and and so on and so forth so for this episode I'll be talking about something different I'll be talking about a sport that has not been talked about yet on this podcast and that is American football Uh, I'm going to go a little bit into the NFL what's happening around there and the playoff push I'll talk about Canada's own football league, the Canadian Football League, and what they need to do to grow the game of football here in Canada. And if time permits, I'll talk a little bit about NCAA football and bowl season. So the NFL is one of North America's biggest sporting leagues. It has quite a big fan base, even here in Canada. You know, you ask someone if they like football, if they say yes, you know, you can ask them what team they like, they're more likely to say an NFL team compared to a CFL team, which only makes sense because the NFL has a bigger audience, has a bigger reach. You look at any one of the bigger TV networks, you'll get NBC, Fox, ESPN, whatever it may be. They're always, you know, having a football game being played, talking football. Um, and even with social media, everyone's more exposed to the NFL compared to the CFL. And the NFL has this rich history of over 100 years. Um, even fans that don't know the NFL know what the Super Bowl is or have heard of the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is a a big sporting spectacle. It's not up there in terms of the World Cup or the Olympics, but... In terms of viewership, it's always one of the most watched sporting events every year. And it gains a large following because of the halftime show, because of the commercials, and just the whole marketing of the Super Bowl where people have parties, people, you know, get together and, and watch the game. You know, you don't have to be a a football fan to watch the halftime show. You can put on the you can put on the Super Bowl on TV or stream it and watch the halftime show regardless of who is playing, um, and, you know, every year, the audience kind of gets bigger and bigger because of the way that the NFL markets the Super Bowl, and this year is no different because in February, it will be in California, and names such as Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 
um, I think Mary J. Blige as well, and maybe a few other guests' surprises, they're going to be performing, and this is obviously, you know, one of the most stacked halftime shows in a long time, and we've had a lot of good halftime shows in this, you know, last 10 years, you know, and it depends on on what kind of music you like, uh, or what era, you know, you kind of grew up in, because when this halftime show was announced, a lot of people complained because it didn't represent the music that they enjoy, doesn't represent their demographic. But you had to expect, with the Super Bowl being in California, you had to expect a an infusion of California and of a various type of music that is synonymous with California. And those names in the halftime show pretty much represent California and the halftime show I know is going to be spectacular it definitely has potential to be a top five halftime show all time that's you know a lot of expectation because there have been a lot of good halftime shows not only recently but you know decades ago um you know Prince has you know taken that title of one of the best halftime shows and it's debatable it depends on on what you think a successful halftime show is you know a lot of people were saying the weekend's halftime show was one of the best i i don't know i'm not necessarily that big of a fan of the weekend i didn't think it was the best but everybody is excited for the halftime show everybody's excited for the super bowl because it's a good time to you know bring people uh to your place um get a lot of food and drinks it's it's always a good time but before we get to the Super Bowl, we have to get to the playoffs. And the playoffs aren't too far away. A lot of teams have made the playoffs already and kind of clinched their spots. But a lot of teams are fighting for those remaining spaces. And it's always interesting this time of of season because you see those teams that are not too far away. And they're making that, that playoff push. And a lot of teams surprise us in, in how they play. And... This season has been quite eventful because there have been teams that have definitely stepped up and and really proven that they are a playoff contender. And there have been teams that have they've taken a step backwards. Um, a lot of teams that people expected to do well haven't done as well. Um, one of those teams being the Seattle Seahawks. And I say this because not only do I have listeners that are Seahawks fans, but they represent a team, an era that has changed. And, and the game of football has changed considerably. I remember for a long time, um, the Seahawks were the threat in the NFC conference with Russell Wilson at QB. And you look a long time ago, they had the Legion of Boom on defense. They had, you know, Marshawn Lynch at running back, who was, you know, a, a wrecking ball on that position. And the coaching and management was just spectacular and don't get me wrong I have a lot of respect for Pete Carroll and what he has done for the Seahawks organization over his time as head coach but I feel like it may be time for a change and I don't know if the Seahawks will go into a full rebuild um, obviously they don't have a first round pick that they traded away to the Jets to get Jamal Adams but they're in a position where they need to figure out exactly who they are as a team and that kind of identity search can be problematic at times because 
it may lead to players not wanting to be a part of this team if that identity is deemed, you know, a rebuilding team. And Russell Wilson has said at times um, that he may not be as happy as as it looks like. And there were those trade talks, uh, I think, last season or the season before. And we don't know if Russell Wilson will be the QB for the Seahawks next season. I think Seahawks fans definitely want him to stay. Um, perhaps he wants to stay. But it's also a matter of figuring out where this team lies in the future. And if you can trade Russell Wilson to a team that can give a few high draft picks back, do the Seahawks say yes? I, I think they may have to examine that because there are a lot of glaring holes on this team. You know, the team has a lot of talented players throughout the team on defense and on offense, a lot of players they can build around, but at the same time, there are a lot of weaknesses that have allowed this team to struggle this season. And yeah, they play in a tough conference and a tough division with the Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers all in their division. That's, you know, one of the the biggest issues um, with that division is that any of those teams can take the lead uh, and, and win the division, but one or two or all of those teams can push for a wild card spot and that that's been the case and definitely the Seahawks record doesn't fully represent how the team has played because there have been stretches where they have been good and there have been stretches where they've just looked like a ghost of a team that dominated the NFL at one point and it's not just the Seahawks you know you look at other teams around the league that have taken a step forward and taken a step back. And that's kind of the beauty of the NFL is that nothing is ever, you know, guaranteed in this league. The Chiefs have always been seen as this Super Bowl contender the last few years. You know, they have Patrick Mahomes at QB. They will have him for a long time. And they have a talented team on offense and defense. Yet for a while, they were losing games and it looked like the Chiefs have fallen from the throne. And the Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady at QB, they brought back every starter on offense and defense from that Super Bowl winning team. And f- for a while, it also looked like they were they were falling from grace. And teams have capitalized on those teams struggling. The Packers have risen to the top. I love to see it because I'm a Packers fan. But the Rams have, for a while been at the top of the NFC. The Cardinals were at the top for a while and they've struggled in the last few weeks. And same thing in the AFC. The Bills were at the top. Um, the Patriots were at the top. It's it's never a consistent area where a team can pretty much hold on to that lead the whole season. It's practically impossible, you know, the way that the NFL works and, and teams kind of just surprise each other. So going into the playoffs, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see which teams, obviously which teams qualify first off, but which teams, you know, make those surprises and and upset a team that expects to be in the Super Bowl. And ideally, I'd like to see the Packers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's, you know, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, two electric offenses and two talented defenses going up against each other. That's what we wanted to see last year. 
um, but it didn't happen. And, I mean, will that matchup happen? I, I don't know. There's definitely a possibility it could happen if things go according to plan for those teams. But also, we can see a completely random matchup where it could be like the Cardinals and Colts in the Super Bowl. And would I hate that? No, because those are two talented teams as well um, with bright futures. We always want to see those those high-octane high matchups where it's going to be, you know, teams scoring 40-plus points. Um, but we also like those defensive matchups. We like those rivalry matchups. So there's going to be a lot of different scenarios that play out. Um, regardless of what happens, I know the Super Bowl will be a good time. Um, and I'll definitely have a... Super Bowl preview uh, leading up to the Super Bowl uh, in February, which isn't too far away. We're about a month and a bit away. Um, But the playoffs will be entertaining. I'll definitely keep you up to date on where the playoffs lead and and how the NFL kind of goes about its playoff push. But there's more to football than the NFL. You know, there's college football, there's the CFL. And I want to talk about the CFL for a bit because of where they are in terms of reaching out to fans and growing the game. Because like I said at the beginning of talking about the NFL, they're making attempts to grow the game and appeal to people in Europe and in, you know, Central South America. That's what the CFL has done. You know, they have these global drafts where they're bringing in people from Europe and South America. um, And they're bringing in players that are, are very good and making the CFL teams. But at the same time, it also feels like the CFL has fall, fallen flat on their attempts to diversify the game and, 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 and just make it a lot more realistic. And one example I have is that I went to a game back in, I don't know, September of this year, a BC Lions game. It was... The night f- to honor the victims of residential schools. And it came, I think, a few days before the Day of Truth and Re- Reconciliation here in BC. And when I went to the game, I, I obviously knew that people were going um, not only for the game itself, but to honor those those victims. And it's definitely tragic and upsetting what has happened and unfolded in in recent months with all these revelations of what has happened with residential schools and what's been covered up but I also expected a more diverse crowd a younger crowd and that was the opposite of what I saw because when I got to the game obviously people come into the game late but throughout the game when I was looking around I didn't see many young people I didn't see many people of color and I feel like that is one of the issues with the CFL is that they're trying to reach out to a younger audience you know make the game more appealing to them and it's just not working you know young people aren't being given a reason to watch the CFL because the CFL is completely different from the NFL in terms of the quality of players in terms of the rules in terms of you know the history um like, I know the CFL has its its share of diehard supporters. I know those will always be around. Um, and I know people that are very dedicated to the CFL. They go to all the Lions games and even travel to, you know, Alberta, Saskatchewan to, 
to cheer on the Lions when they're on the road. But younger people aren't following the CFL. They're following the NFL because that's the league that gets promoted more. And I know the CFL only can do so much, right? Like they can reach out through social media and, and you know, give students discounted tickets um, to Lions games. Um, which is definitely a start. And I know with a new ownership, they're definitely working on, on making that a priority, gaining the trust of young fans like myself. And one of the other things is that when I watched past Grey Cups, I remember you know watching the Lions in, what, the 2010 or 2011 Grey Cup. And... There was all this hype, obviously, because the Lions were doing good. They had this amazing team. Um, but I feel like back then, the CFL was pushed a lot more. And I watched CFL games on TSN. And maybe it's just because this generation of young people aren't watching TV. They're not really keeping track with all that stuff. You know, they're more attracted by social media. And I think the CFL needs to grow their social media presence and and find ways to to gain the the respect and trust of young fans and find a way to make it more diverse and make it more fun for people to follow and i mean i'm no social media expert i'm not a marketing expert um but i know the cfl and the lions of course as an organization they're working on ways to do that and improve um, like people coming to games and and an audience and and all that, and it's not going to be done overnight. It will take a long time for the CFL to grow and for the BC Lions to grow. And the CFL are working with not a lot to be honest, because they had a canceled season. They lost a lot of money, and they've worked on ways to make money and to kind of grow the game and it's gonna be interesting to see what the CFL does because they are a part of Canada's history whether we like it or not they have this attachment to a a generation of Canadians and I don't know if they'll find a way to attract fans my age or younger I I don't know how they'll do that um Maybe it starts with something basic, you know, get get young people in the seats first and then see where that takes them. But in terms of, you know, attracting that next generation of CFL fans, I, I don't know how it's going to work. And if you have, like, any opinions or perspectives about the CFL and what they can do, definitely let me know. I'll get you on the podcast and we could talk more cfl talk more about the lions i'll talk a lot a lot about them um especially as their next season starts um i definitely kept tabs on on who they are who who they were and 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 where they were in the standings i knew a lot of the the players this season compared to recent seasons which was definitely a positive um and I was definitely happy to go to the game. It was a great game. They 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 lost at the end, but uh, I had a good time. And I'll definitely plan on going to more Lions games in the future. And before I end off, I also want to talk a lot about college football. And I know 
a lot of people have asked me, especially in the last few months, why I've been so fascinated with college football, what my attachment is to the University of Michigan, which is my team. And to be honest, I have no real attachment to the University of Michigan. I don't have any history with it. All I remember was back when I was a kid, um, when I had nothing to worry about and had a stress-free life, I'd wake up Saturday mornings to watch cartoons. I'm sure many of you did. And when flipping through the channels to go from one show to another, occasionally I'd stop and see college football. And, I don't know, this would probably be around the mid-2000s. Um, so a lot of NFL stars were, actually a few were playing college football at that time. Depends on how long they played college football, but a good amount of those guys that I, I might have seen back in, you know, 2004, 2005, maybe are kind of in the twilight uh, years of their career, maybe even retired. But college football has always been fascinating to me because I know that America especially has this devotion to college football. Obviously, they have schools in the states and a lot of states have, you know, these interstate rivalries like, um, I don't know, uh, Florida State versus Florida, for example. I don't know, that, that might have been a bad example, but a lot of rivalries have made college football what it is today and recent years I haven't really kept track of it um I've definitely you know followed Michigan um and and seen how they've done but this year especially I've just fallen in love with college football even more because I just started watching other games keeping track of of who was on what team and I start to see why people love college football and it's because of the atmosphere it's because of the rivalries because of the the history and I've read a lot about it I've kind of spent more time watching other teams highlights and and seeing how they how they play now Michigan is a team that I've just loved for a long time even dating back to those days where I watched cartoons because I I just loved the color scheme I didn't really know any of the players. I just loved the color scheme. It was it was cool that they were called the Wolverines. Um, so I just followed them. I called them my, my favorite team. I played NCAA college football on my PS2 and PS3 and used Michigan. And I've just loved Michigan ever since. And I definitely plan on watching a Michigan football game at Ann Arbor. I don't know, maybe 2022, maybe after. I'd love to go on a college football road trip. That would be amazing. But college football, I think, is just underrated uh, by a lot of people just because it's people between the ages of 18 and, I don't know, 24, 25 um, playing football. Not a lot of those players make it to the NFL. Um, We see a lot of them actually go to the CFL and use it as a stepping stone to make it to the NFL. But college football is amazing. I'm just so happy to have fallen in love with it even more um obviously Michigan has done amazing this year and they beat Ohio State which is like one of the highlights of my year watching that game I was just so proud of them um if any of you Michigan football players are listening you guys are the best uh I don't think they'll be listening I definitely have to 
individually message them to listen to my podcasts. But I hope I hope that they come across this at some point. Um, obviously, as I record this, they're a few days away from playing against Georgia in one of the semifinal matchups, and winner goes on to the finals. And this would be huge if we beat Georgia, and we play the winner of Cincinnati or Alabama, and. Both teams are good, but Alabama is Alabama. They've dominated college football for a long time. And it will be interesting to see who we play. Now, obviously, I'm hoping for a win for Michigan against Georgia. But um, college football is always interesting. Crazier things have happened. Um, I think this may be the year for Michigan. I, I definitely hope that's the case. I will update you on how that goes as well. Um, if you don't follow me on social media, you'll probably see me posting about it on my story whether Michigan wins or loses so fingers crossed for a Michigan win but this pretty much concludes my sports segment for this week I didn't get into a whole lot of detail I just wanted to give a brief overview of football and and why it's so important um here in Canada especially and I'll talk about football more if you if you want me to let me know what you liked about this segment um but for now that is the end of sports for this week's episode. We're going to head into some pop culture review of 2021 in the next segment. We'll get right to it. to the Bold Choice Podcast. This is the segment for pop culture. And we haven't talked a lot about pop culture over the course of the first two episodes because of the heavy emphasis on sports. And I've kind of touched on different aspects of pop culture in my Bold Choice of the Week segments. But as we come to the end of the year, I feel like we need to do a year in review of the year that was in movies and TV shows and in music. Because these are big aspects of our lives, whether we realize it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, and whether we accept it or not. Because a lot of the time, these are things that gave us that give us great joy and keep us entertained and keep us talking. And going into 2021, we just wanted to get back to the way things were pre-COVID and we're slowly getting there. I know it's it's taking a lot longer than we want, but we were at least given the opportunity to go back to movie theaters, go back to sporting events and concerts and kind of begin this new normal that we're going to have to embark on. And I was able to watch two films and it might be a little less than what I wanted, but it's also better than nothing. And I watched Spider-Man No Way Home just, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, great film, if you haven't seen it. I know a lot of people were excited for it, and it's definitely worth the hype. And the other film that I saw was Fast and Furious 9, which is, like, like I said, the ninth version of the Fast and Furious saga that 
is almost done. It's going to conclude with its 10th film, um, I think, in 2023, if I'm not mistaken. And as, as far as what I've seen um, for the 10th film, they're saying it's going to be a culmination of, of everything that we've witnessed over the course of this franchise. And this franchise has gotten a lot of, I guess, hate over the last little while because it's kind of distant from what we normally expect from the Fast and Furious films, especially the ones that started off the franchise. It had a lot more to do with racing. Of course, you know, the characters have progressed, and with the unfortunate loss of Paul Walker, it has kind of affected the the way that the films are run. And there have been a lot of talks about the 10th film being the biggest, the best, the most entertaining of them all, that remains to be seen. Of course, we'll have to wait until the film comes out to, to judge that. I'm definitely hopeful. I'll be sure to see it. And I'll talk a bit more about the Fast and Furious franchise in later episodes. But for this year, three of the biggest films that came out this year belong to the Marvel Universe. And the Marvel Universe has had great success in making films that represent a generation of superhero fans and they've kind of encompassed this great world of of heroes and villains of course we've seen the avengers we've seen iron man captain america spider-man so on and so forth and we're kind of embarking on this new era of the marvel universe of course with the last avengers film we saw a few characters come and go and I won't say who because I don't want to give spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen it but a lot of the characters that we've come to know and love over the last 10 to 12 years are no longer going to be having films about them anymore we've we're past that stage and we're kind of looking into the future and seeing what our next generation an era of superheroes and villains will be like. Now, to end off the old Marvel era, there was one last standalone film that a lot of people were excited for, and it got pushed back a lot because of COVID, and it was postponed and postponed. But this film is Black Widow, and it is the character that Scarlett Johansson portrays, and she's been a very vital part of the Avengers, and it's it's actually crazy to think that it took this long for her to get her own standalone film. Um, when we've seen Ant-Man with several films and other iconic characters also having their own series, really. And I think this was a great send-off for Scarlett Johansson, who's been extremely dedicated to the Marvel Universe and has been an amazing character um, over her time portraying uh, Black Widow, also known as Natasha. And this was like a a good send-off to that old era of Marvel. And now this new era is something that is already getting a lot of people's attention. And that is because of the new hit sensation for the Marvel Universe, Shang-Chi. And I haven't watched it. I, I don't know if you've watched it, but it was an amazing movie that 
broke a lot of records, got a lot of buzz because of a number of reasons. The first reason being the main actor. Simu Liu is Canadian. He has already had this amazing start to his acting career. I watched him on Kim's Convenience, which you could find on Netflix and CBC. He's an amazing actor, very funny, but also very talented. And he really brings his own his own emphasis into the character in Shang-Chi. And it's important because we're finally seeing some representation, especially for Asians worldwide. And to now have an Asian superhero is is huge. We're at that point in time where there's no reason for us to not have, you know, an, an Asian superhero or someone who has a different sexual orientation. You know, this is 2021. We're going to 2022. And it is time for us to accept that we need to talk about the way we are in society. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be scared of. This is who we are. And to now have an Asian superhero is significant. And it's a milestone that people have been waiting for for quite some time. It's taken, I don't know, more than a quarter century of Marvel Studios finally featuring an Asian lead. But it's also a big but a big budget film that was solely dedicated on on making sure there's representation for for people worldwide for Asians that that were finally looking for someone that they can idolize and this kind of comes at a time where there has been a stark rise in anti Asian hate crimes um of course a lot of discrimination and racism has existed because of this pandemic and it has led to a lot more division and hatred but this is a good start to this new era of the MCU the Marvel Comics universe because we're going to see a lot more characters in the future who might look like us and might speak like us and think like us and it's only going to get better because I know Marvel, they put a lot of money and a lot of attention on being able to have characters that relate to people. And we're going to see this this new generation of superhero fans that idolize these characters, just like we idolize Spider-Man and Iron Man and Captain America. And this was one of the big films this this year of course there were other films that that came out um james bond no time to die space jam a new legacy those are you know two amazing films that that had a lot of um great reviews and going into the new year there will be quite a bit of of movies that are continuing from from really good uh series and I'll be sure to to watch a lot more films and and definitely give my reviews and perspectives on them. Um, But, you know, there's going to be a lot of Marvel films, uh, such as Doctor Strange. I think there's going to be the next Black Panther 
um, which is going to be a, a huge hit. I'm I'm already sure of it, and I think there's a lot more reboots of TV shows that are that are coming out and are going to be beginning. And I already have a very strange opinion on on reboots and revitalizations, but with TV shows. We haven't really seen this this huge influx of of hit shows this year. We've kind of seen shows picking up with the second or third season, such as Outer Banks. Um, but when I ask around um, people, you know, what do you think the biggest show of twenty twenty one was? It was unanimous when they said Squid Game, and I haven't watched it. Um, but it's a film that, or sorry, it's a TV show rather that has had great success on Netflix. It it started with a small budget, but has already made great amounts of money. And once again, in the theme of representation, has brought an awareness to different cultures. And it's great to see this show doing well. I don't know what the plans are for it to maybe have a second season. I don't know if that kind of fits the way that the show has gone um of course i don't know what even happened in the show so maybe you have but we've seen the return of reality shows and there are other shows that might be picking up in the new year um that have had success people still seem to enjoy riverdale um i remember when it first came out it was one of the biggest shows in the world because of the way that it represented the Archie comics and the casting was amazing. They had a good mix of newer actors and actresses, but also bringing in an older generation of older actors and actresses, Molly Ringwald, Luke Perry, Skate Ulrich, um, and the list goes on. And, Riverdale still going strong. Um, I don't know how you feel about it or if you if you even pay attention to it, but it's a show that has really garnered a big following, not just here North America but worldwide. And I've also been asked um, what my favorite show is because a lot of you seem to want to know a little bit more about me and. I talked about my music interests, and I might as well talk about what my favorite TV show is, and that is Survivor. And for those of you that don't know, Survivor is a show that's been going on for now twenty one years. It's in its it just finished its forty first season. There's two seasons per year if you do the math, and it's a show basically where around eighteen to twenty people are put on an island, um, and they don't know each other. They don't know each other's background and, and interests and so and and all that. But they're put on an island. They're put in two tribes, usually in two tribes, sometimes three. Um, they're all equally divided, and each tribe wins a a challenge every day. It's usually a physical challenge which involves an an obstacle course or or balance or some kind of involvement of teamwork and. The prize is essentially that tribe is safe for 
the night. So the tribe that loses has to vote someone out. And it usually becomes dramatic and intense because within that tribe, there usually are alliances. You know, you, you meet people that you think you can work with and it's always hard to vote someone off that you want to keep around. And it's an amazing show that's existed for a long time. And this season that just finished was season 41, which was the beginning of a new era of Survivor. And like this, this seems to be a trend, of course, with uh, with everything that I'm talking about over the course of this week's episode with new eras and new beginnings. But in season 41 of Survivor, we see this very diverse cast with a lot of um, people of color and people of different orientations and backgrounds. And that's what makes Survivor so unique is that we all come from different backgrounds and different struggles and when we all come onto the island well I haven't been on the island but you know what I'm saying when everyone's on that island all those troubles go away and you just look at each other as a teammate or a competitor and the show is full of drama intensity suspense but also comes with a lot of heartwarming moments where you just see people sit down and talk and bond about something that maybe they have in common and we see all these amazing moments and i highly suggest if you haven't seen survivor please watch it um season 42 is premiering in march of 2022 so not too far away i'll be sure to talk about it so if you need something to watch or you want to add something to your list definitely check out survivor you don't necessarily need to watch it in order you can honestly start from any random season and each cast each season is different so you're gonna have new people every time so you don't really need to watch it in order you can watch any season even if you want to get a i don't know like a trial of of watching the season and you just want to see what it's about just watch any season and i'm sure that you'll you'll enjoy it it's it's a show that i i really enjoy and to be honest if I were stuck in an island for the rest of my life i'd make sure i'd watch survivor there's 41 seasons you you won't get bored but outside of tv and movies another aspect of pop culture that is prominent in our lives is music and i talked about it last week with how music affects us and how we grow as individuals and sometimes our music interests change and i still have that same perspective and i feel like we're witnessing this rise and shift in music as we know it. The music that we listen to today is obviously very different from music that we listened to five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You ask your parents to kind of listen to music that's played on the radio now, I don't think they'd enjoy it. I don't think that they'd really see today's music as significant. And there's obviously a lot of reasons why. And we still have those iconic artists that put out music every now and then, such as Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Drake, Kanye, um, Rihanna. I don't really know what she's been doing in terms of music um, for the last few years, but those are artists that we grew up with. And, you know, they're kind of grown now where they're obviously either married or have kids and they're kind of dealing with this new chapter of their lives. But they will put music out every now and then. But now we're starting 
to see this new rise of the next generation of music. And I don't know if it's a generation that we like. Maybe people younger than us may like them. But we're seeing, you know, the rise of people like Jack Harlow, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, and a whole bunch of other names that are out there. And this year, I think, really represented that we're starting to see who these artists are. You know, Lil Nas X is a trailblazer for music already in his own because of the music that he puts out and just the way that he he goes about his life. You know, he's not afraid to show who he is. He's not afraid to do things differently. And he has a lot of big songs already. One of them being Industry Baby with Jack Harlow, which is another big name that's really rising through the ranks and he's getting a lot of love a lot of attention and Jack Harlow is an amazing rapper don't get me wrong um just the way that he puts lyrics together the way that he puts ideas together it's it's amazing and I'm excited to see what Jack Harlow does in the future Billie Eilish isn't rel- isn't a relatively new name. She's been around for a few years. Um, she's still really young, but she's already had massive success in her career already. And she's really appealing to that audience of people that love, I don't know, emotional music. It's not necessarily my music. You won't see me listening to Billie Eilish, but there are people that, that really idolize her. And another young artist that is just just demolishing records and just having an amazing year is Olivia Rodrigo and this kind of comes with the prevalence of music with TikTok because Olivia Rodrigo really blew up when one of her I don't know debut singles went viral on TikTok called Driver's License it became really popular it was played on the radios and she's already nominated for Grammys which I'm sure she'll win one or a few and all these artists are young, you know, they still have their whole careers ahead of them, and they're not necessarily controversial by any means, um, and they're still navigating their way through the music industry and, and through their career, because they're young, they're going to take time to find out what their voice is, and what they want their their audience to be, and what they want their songs to, to be like, and Maybe it's something that, you know, my generation or, or older may not necessarily like, but it's something that we have to accept. It's it's going to be a much different music industry going forward. But we still have the legends that we grew up with. Drake, Kanye West, Adele, all putting out albums this year. And there's there's so many other amazing artists Bruno Mars Anderson Pack, you know team up to do Silk Sonic they've been amazing I'll start off with Kanye because his album Donda is an album that was well awaited um it definitely had a lot of big songs a lot of big collaborations and a lot of people think that Kanye was re- really returning to his roots you know he's had a lot more spiritual albums that have a lot to do with his faith but with Donda, we see a lot more of those roots combined with his spiritual awakening. And Donda broke records early on. It broke 
records for the most streams in the first day, I think. And it came at a time where Drake was also releasing his album and everybody was waiting for when Drake was going to release his because Kanye was most likely going to drop his album at the same time. They were having some kind of dispute. Um, There was a lot of hate going around between the two. Of course, they've patched it up and they teamed up for the Larry Hoover concert, which was, I don't know, a week or two ago. Kanye and Drake are, are legends of the music industry, not just rap. They've proved time and time again that it doesn't matter how many years pass between projects, they're still going to be at the top. They can be on anybody's you know, collaboration. They can put out a, a song by surprise and it will break records it will get people's attention it will get people talking because that's what they do and they're trailblazers in the music industry and they're still going strong and drake if you know me you know how i feel about drake i love him i've watched grow over his career and now he's at a point where you know he'll put out an album every few years and he's not necessarily focused on music right now he's focused on being a dad to his son adonis who's you know, a, seems to be a really good kid. Um, Drake obviously released his album, Certified Lover Boy, which is a great album. I just don't like the album cover. I don't think that was the best choice. It's definitely odd, but I mean, Drake can care less about an album cover. He is a legend in his own right. And Certified Lover Boy once again was a success. I don't know where you would rank it in his top albums. Um, a lot of people said, you know, it was just a album of filler hits and maybe he just kind of rushed the whole thing. I disagree. I think he had a lot of songs out there. They're not necessarily, you know, big hits like God's Plan um, from his Scorpion album in 2018. But he has songs that are are huge. You know, there's Fair Trade with Travis Scott. There's Way Too Sexy with Future and Young Thug. Um, there's, you know, the c- collaborations with Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. And the list of names goes on. And Drake continues to put out amazing album after amazing album. And maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think that Drake is overrated. Maybe that his recent album was mediocre i don't know if you feel that way let me know um i'd love to talk about it and i'll definitely go into detail about drake later on but drake whether you like it or not is one of the biggest musicians in the world and like i said at the beginning i've kind of followed his rise to the top um ever since you know he really started getting into rap i watched him in Degrassi, I, I witnessed his rise and his literal fall um, on Degrassi. And if you don't necessarily understand what I meant by literal fall, um, you really just need to YouTube Degrassi iconic moments and you'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, Drake's character, Jimmy Brooks, was a legend in Degrassi history. And Drake still, you know, pays homage to his Degrassi roots. You know, he still keeps in touch with them of course he had one of his own music videos for one of his songs at Degrassi with 
a good amount of the Degrassi cast. So there's still a lot of love and respect there. But the other big return in music was Adele. And Adele was someone that took some time off for her personal life. You know, she has a son. There were a lot of, I guess, marital issues that she was going through. And this album was the inspiration behind that. And a lot of the feelings that she went through, all the insecurities and all the the moments where she just felt buried with the emotions she put into her music and she put out masterpiece after masterpiece and I'm not necessarily the biggest Adele fan in terms of music a lot of her music you know is is great um but one of her songs in particular easy on me is a masterpiece it's one of those songs that you can listen to on the radio or at least I would listen to on the radio from start to finish without skipping or fast forwarding that's how good it is and Adele has a lot of hits over her career you know if you want to go back to that 2010 to 2012 range she had a lot of big songs and of course when she came out with more music in what was it 2015 she never disappoints and she is also one of the biggest legends in music and maybe you don't feel that way maybe you think that for someone to be considered a legend they'd have to have a long career and have grammys and other awards with their name i i don't know but adele is definitely one of the big musical icons and before i end off i do want to say that this year had a lot of amazing things in pop culture of course music movies and tv don't always represent everything else in pop culture there are a lot of other moments that go unnoticed and if there's anything that i missed and something that you you feel strongly about definitely let me know um i'll talk about that later on but i hope you kind of enjoyed my year in review about the pop culture world about mu- music movies sorry and tv it's been a blast talking about these things because they are important to us and we're going into the new year with a lot of hope and expectations for those three components and what they'll bring but that concludes this segment next up is the bold choice of the week and i have some advice for you back this is our third and final segment of this week's episode as you may know if you've been listening to the previous two episodes this segment is always going to be about my bold choices and that's something that's going to be controversial something that's unpopular divisive something that just gets people talking and i had a bunch of suggestions and i will use those in future episodes but for this one i kind of want to make things a little bit different like i have throughout this episode um, we are at the end of the year, and 
I've kind of touched on this in this episode and in the last episode where this is the time of year where we do a lot of self-reflection and and looking in the mirror and, and seeing who we are and how far we've come this year. This year hasn't been easy. Um, It really depends on what you've experienced because for myself, I I, I say that this has been a a good year. It hasn't been the the greatest year, Um, but it's been a good year where I've definitely seen myself grow, seen myself kind of prosper in different situations. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but I... I left a job I was at for a long time, which, you know, I was really happy. I, I I don't want anyone thinking that I left because I was unhappy, you know, like I just needed a, a new opportunity. Um, and I found it and I was really happy to, to work at this place for the course of the summer. And I was also given an opportunity to work at a vaccine clinic where I was able to be a part of something that's historic, something that's so special and and important to our society. Um, Definitely proud to say that I was part of a great group of of people that, you know, I work with at the arena as well and um, made a lot of, you know, great friends and forged a lot of, you know, bonds that I'll carry with me to the, you know, to the end of my life. A lot of great memories and... This year, I really saw myself, you know, smile a lot more and just enjoy life. And I know with everything going around us, that's hard to do because we're so focused on the fact that there's so many things that are, you know, stopping us from living our best life. And I I agree, you know, those, you know, restrictions and, you know, everything that's going around us may, you know, prevent us, but... I think there's still ways that we can live our best life and we can smile more and laugh more and just have a good time. And I want to say this because I know that this is a difficult time of year for a lot of people. To anyone who's struggling, to anyone who's feeling like they don't have anyone to turn to, um, you know, or they have this, this weight on their shoulder that they just need to get rid of and they need someone to talk to, please reach out to me my my dms are open um i'm i'm somewhat known for giving good advice i don't know if it always works but a lot of people have used my advice in the past and if you need someone to talk to reach out to me um don't think that you're you're dragging people into the mud with you don't think that you're being a burden because you're not you know i know that everybody goes through their fair share of adversity they go through those moments where they feel like they're useless or worthless that's not true you know everybody here has a purpose everybody here has the ability to do amazing things and maybe it doesn't feel like that right now but I promise you that this new year is an opportunity for you to kind of set yourself on a path for happiness and it takes that step forward you know we're sometimes we're hesitant to to do something where we feel like it's out of character but I can assure you that you often have to take that step in order for you to feel better and to put yourself on a track for success and happiness and going into 2022 I want 
myself and all of you to feel comfortable with who you are. And, you know, maybe it's just a simple issue of not being self-confident. Maybe it's an issue of, you know, not knowing what your purpose is in life. And that's completely okay. You know, we don't know, you know, who we want to be or what we want to do at such a young age. And maybe, maybe you're at a point in your life where you're debating something that may be life-changing and you're not sure if that's the right way to go or if you're scared that it might ruin all the progress you've made in life and that that's that's normal you know life is going to be unpredictable life is going to be unfair what you need to know and understand going into this new year is that this is a new year and a new chapter and a new chance for you to be happy and that's that's all i want for for all of you to be happy to be comfortable to be positive and to be the best version of yourself don't let people tell you who to be or what to do because it's your life you have control of who you are and who you're going to be not just you know six months from now or a year from now you know but this affects your life going forward so i'm making it my mission to let go of any restraints to let go of any insecurities and to go into this new year ready for for anything ready for happiness ready for love ready for luck ready for opportunities and i'm ready to make 2022 my year and i hope that you're ready and willing to do the same for yourself because we all deserve happiness that's that goes without saying we all deserve to be happy to be living our best life and it may not seem like that right now especially with what's going on in the world but this is our chance and in the, the new year is always an opportunity for us to to set ourselves on the right path and i know we set new year's resolutions and a lot of the time they don't get followed they don't get done properly but whether your aim is to be better in terms of fitness in terms of happiness in terms of being a better friend son daughter brother sister whoever it may be look yourself in the mirror and see how far you've come look at all the things you've been through all the hurdles you've gotten past all the adversity and and setbacks that were thrown your way and look at where you are because it's remarkable how you know life works for us how life you know has a way of impacting you and for some people maybe they've gone through more adversity than others and that's that's just the way life is but if you're struggling with something if you're not sure on what to do or how to approach things reach out to me reach out to a loved one but all i'm saying and all i'm trying to get through without mumbling and and ranting is make this new year your year and make it the best year of your life and set that standard every year make every year the best year of your life better than the previous so if you had an amazing year this year if you got everything you wanted in life go into the new year and make it a thousand times better if you've been smiling like crazy go into the new year and give yourself more reason to smile and show everyone that life is good 
life is amazing and you're living a life worth living because that's what we need to do. You know, we're only given one life. We're only given one opportunity on this planet. We need to make the most of it, you know, and we can't let small things scare us. We can't let small things stress us out. Make mental health a priority for you. Make happiness a priority. Make love a priority. Make your life a priority because your life matters. You matter. And that's essentially what I want to say. It's not necessarily controversial. I know it doesn't necessarily fit the theme of, you know, a bold choice. But maybe that bold choice is doing something different and going into the new year with a fresh mindset and a fresh perspective on life and on who you are because you are all amazing people whether I've met you or not you're all amazing you all have potential to do amazing things and I want nothing but the best for you going into the new year I want you to be happy I want you to smile I want you to feel like you're appreciated because you are even if you don't realize that right now you are appreciated by me by people around you and that's what makes life amazing, is that a lot of the time, throughout all the dark clouds, we don't see the sun behind it. We don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. We don't see the pot of gold by the rainbow. We only see what we want to see. And a lot of the time, when we have that negativity hanging around us, that's all we see, negativity. We only see the setbacks, the heartbreak, the grief. But amidst it all, is a beautiful life worth living and i'm gonna end this off by saying that 2022 is going to be your year even if you don't think so if you don't recognize that i know it's gonna be your year and i want you to remember this you know months from now even next year if you had the best day of your life look back on this and say that this changed you that just a few words by a stranger on a podcast may have changed your perspective on life. And I hope that you find all the happiness, all the love, all that you're looking for in life. I, f I hope you find it. I hope that you claim it. I hope that you realize that you are important, that you are an important person in our lives. And... Everybody needs to live a life worth living. Everybody needs to smile. Everybody needs to recognize that there are only good times ahead. And with that, that has been my bold choice of the week. I'll see you in the conclusion and outro. Alright, as we end off this week's episode, I just want to thank everyone once again for their support. To everyone who's taken time out of the day and week to listen to the episode... It truly means a lot. I know this comes at a very busy time of year, um, with it being after Christmas, but also before the New Year. So everybody has their schedule all over the place. Some people are working, some people are on their own vacation time and just relaxing. I, I don't want to force you to listen to this um, because this is important time of year to spend with family and friends. So please take that time to, to do that, to enjoy yourself um, and listen to this at your own leisure. And I appreciate all the feedback, all the kind of words that have come my way. I'm definitely using the feedback uh, to help improve episodes going forward. One big suggestion that many of you have had is to visually record the episodes. So not just audio, you get to see like the the video aspect where you get to see 
me read off my notes and kind of just see me from another lens, literally, and, and maybe put that on, on YouTube or, or TikTok. And that kind of connects to what I want to say next, because I want to make sure that you're following all the official social media pages of the Bold Choice podcast. So that's Twitter, that's Instagram, and that is TikTok. We're going to be a lot more active on social media going forward. I know on Instagram, many of you have followed the account and have been liking the posts. And many of you have actually enjoyed the posts I put out for each episode where I put a little infographic type thing where I put different images of things that I talk about. Not all the things are talked about. So many of you have noticed that where I do put things that just fill up a certain space and ask why I didn't talk about that. Maybe it's my version of clickbait for this podcast. I don't know. Maybe it's working. Maybe it's not. And I also hope that you have taken time to enter the Bold Choice holiday giveaway. There's a few days left where you can enter. All you have to do, tag two people in the comments on that Instagram post. Or you can share the post to your story and tag the Bold Choice podcast. For each method of entering, you get three entries into the contest. To be honest, not a lot of people have entered. Maybe it's not their cup of tea that's completely okay the raffle ends on new year's eve and the winner will be chosen at random on new year's day and the winner will be contacted i'll i'll maybe let them know and ask if it's okay if i could put on on the instagram story whatever works with them but anyways that brings us to the end of this week's episode which also means this is the end of the year for us at the bold choice podcast i know we just got started a few weeks ago but I truly appreciate all of you for your love and support. It means a lot to me and to this podcast. So continue to spread the word. Send in your feedback because that's the best way to improve this and make this podcast better going into the new year. On behalf of the Bold Choice Podcast, I hope you have a very happy new year with all your loved ones. I hope that 2022 is the best year ever and that all your dreams and wishes come true. Be sure to spread love everywhere you go and everything you do. And until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you.